All right, we got a game on Saturday. Hey, everybody, this is Pat. We just recorded a, a ton of fun. We had a ton of fun recording, I should say, uh, at the Vintage in Charlotte. If you listen to the Hot Wings and Hotter Takes interview, or I guess <laughs> roundtable that we had a few weeks ago, this is a very similar vibe to that. I think doing podcasts in person is is so fun. It's so authentic. Uh, we had a great time, but um, this was a lot of fun. We got two guys who went to Wofford College, WOCO, as they say, Kenny Barnes and Brenton Burson. Kenny B, I mean, two-time two time Southern Conference champion. Wofford football was no slouch back when these guys uh, were playing for Wofford. So uh, kudos to them. Hopefully Wofford turns it around at some point. But uh, yeah, Kenny tight end at Wofford reality TV guy. Fun fact. We'll, we'll talk more about that later. And then Brent Burson uh, played for the Carolina Panthers, Charlotte's finest. So both of them are doing great things around the city of Charlotte. And uh, it was a true pleasure and honestly just a blast getting to hang out and uh, eat some wings uh, at this, uh, at the vintage whiskey bar, whiskey and cigars. So, um, before we jump into the podcast, I want to thank everyone who helped out with our weekend last weekend. Again, uh, truly remarkable. And then I um, want to give another shout out to the Blacksburg Partnership and Virginia Tech New Student and Family Programs. Uh, Ann Castle has relayed me this message, and I want to uh, let you guys know about the tailgate, or not tailgate, uh, but the kickoff on College Avenue here this Friday. So if you're in town for family weekend, if your family is coming to town for the Wofford game, 5 o'clock to 9 o'clock, there's going to be a beer garden on Draper Road. Yes, a beer garden outside on Draper Road. That's a ton of fun. There's going to be a lot of activities, blow-ups, uh, you know, for families, kids, locals. There's going to be, you know, inflatables, Virginia Tech themed activities and giveaways, some special guests as well, and overall just a fun way to kick off a great weekend in Blacksburg, Virginia. So if you're looking for a good time on Friday, you're understanding, you know, hey, where, where do I bring my folks? We're trying to have some fun for Wofford on Saturday morning. Bring them down to the uh, kickoff event on Draper Road, Beer Garden on Draper Road from 5 to 9 on Friday night, the 16th of September. All right, guys, we're going to jump into the episode. Hope you all enjoy. It's a ton of fun, and uh, we'll talk to you all later. September 14th, coming at you live from Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, my name is Pat Finn of the Sons of Saturday, and we are in person again. Another in-person interview, uh, which we've been doing a lot of here lately. We're coming at you live. We're coming at you recorded from, what is this place called? The Vintage? The Vintage Cigar Lounge. The Vintage Cigar Lounge. We have cigars. We have wings. We have bourbon. And we just got a, a Czech Pilsner as well. And we're going to preview the Wofford game with some special guests here. 
Now, before we jump into these special guests and, and give them a little bit of an introduction, we're going to have them do a, a hokey haiku for you. <laughs> but before we do the hokey haiku, we got to let you all know that the Sons of Saturday podcast is brought to you by our good friends at the Main Street Pharmacy. Dr. Lord Jeremy Counts, owner of the Main Street Pharmacy, head on up there, head on down there on Main Street in Blacksburg, the best pharmacy in the Commonwealth of Virginia. You go in there and Jeremy will greet you with a smile. He will fill your prescription. He will hand you a Gatorade and say, hey, buddy, I know you had a rough Saturday night at top of the stairs. Let me help you out with a Gatorade. He might even... Let you play Mrs. Pac-Man on the arcade uh, arcade thing that they got set up, which in there. which also fills you with happiness. Exactly, yep. because at the Main Street, because at the Main Street Pharmacy, you're not a number, you're a neighbor. Thank you, Jeremy. All right, fellas, it's time for a hokey haiku. Now I know we might have some challenges here, but a hokey haiku is five seven five syllable wise. Kenny and Brenton, go ahead and uh, and give us a haiku. We're going to give it our best bet. <laughs> yeah, I just want to say for all the listeners out there that this is a uh, Bill Clinton impersonation. I'm supposed to follow when that. I drink cold beer. <laughs> you went completely off tangent. When I drink cold beer. That's five. Oh, that was seven. You went completely we off tangent. Cold beer. That was we eight. Went when completely off tangent. How about off, off track? Track. We went completely off track. track. Yep. And then what's the what's the last uh, the last line here? But came back to sports, wings, and women. <laughs> Go Hokies! <laughs> All right. So I thought that, we were gonna do like a waffle theme, yeah. talking junk. Well, I was gonna talk about taking over Blacksburg. If, if we were gonna if we were gonna sing the the Wofford on water, I would. It just it closes with dear old Wofford Hale and. For all the athletes out there, shout out Woco. Woco. That's pretty much the only part of the alma mater that we remember because we just stand there and listen to the music I and we say, dear old Wofford Hale. Not one part. We would. We'd all our, you taught yeah. me something new. That's the old Wofford Hale. Well, yep. ladies and gentlemen, we have uh, we have some special guests. Uh, they are poets, and they didn't know it, and neither did we because I don't think they're poets. But they are alumni of Wofford College. Football alumni, for that matter. And this weekend, listen, we got a big game. Oof. The Hokies are playing the Terriers. They're squaring, they're squaring up in Lane Stadium on Saturday at 11 a.m. The Mike Young Bowl 2022. Is that 11 a.m.? Yeah, it's 11 a.m. <laughs> 11 a.m. So we can get like national yeah. Eastern time, not Pacific. Get your stuff, French toast. Get there on time. They're going to 10 run and roll us. And then after an and hour, then, and then so you, we can show you've got the game. rest of the day. You probably tee off at 3.30. I'm, fire, I'm fired up. I'm hit, fired hit up. You're going to hit your 18, and then you're actually going to get the, catch the primetime game at 7. <laughs> so we're going to start off here. We have Brenton Burson. We have Kenny Barnes. And uh, we're excited. This is a lot of fun. So intro for Brenton first. Brenton Burson is a Charlotte guy. Repping the 704, went to Charlotte Latin and was a wide receiver and punt returner for the Terriers. He also played for the Carolina Panthers, our very own Carolina Panthers, for a number of years. Still lives in Charlotte and is the brother of a Virginia Tech Hokie. While at Wofford from 2008 to 2011, 
Brenton started 33 of 46 games, recording 77 receptions for over 1,500 yards and 15 touchdowns. Big year in 2010, though. Had 10 catches for 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns. That's a pretty good average. So that was a big year. That was a big 2010 was a big year. It takes up about that entire career stat line. <laughs> and then Kenny Barnes. How's that beer taste? Yeah, we got Kenny from uh, after that. Born and raised outside of Atlanta, Suwannee, yeah. Suwannee, Georgia, Suwannee, Georgia. Shout out Gwinnett County. Great people. Mm-hmm. Played tight end at Wofford. Hashtag thick Kenny. Hashtag <laughs> big body Barnes. Kenny also lives in Charlotte. You know, Brenton is brother of a Hokie. Kenny is married, married to, a Hokie. to a Hokie and is also known around Charlotte for his Hokie gobble. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> That's good. From Kenny's profile, Barnes attended Wofford from 2009 to 2013, played in 36 games, recorded three receptions for 28 yards and one touchdown. Kenny also co-hosted the Hoop Classic Rat Basketball Tournament in 2009. Now, Kenny, I saw this, you know, floating around the internet. Mm-hmm. What was the Rat Classic? Walk me through that. Was that for, sure. for a classic? Tell me more about the Rat Classic. Absolutely. I'm glad you asked. Um, so that was back when YouTube was YouTube. So for all you listeners out there, currently enrolled at Virginia Tech or other institutions in the beautiful United States of America, uh, this is a psychology course, Fundamentals of Psychology. And is a behavioral conditioning uh, seminar where you would train lab rats to play basketball. It was not gain of function research. It was not gain of function research. Yeah. Out there. yeah. And we don't want to get in economics here tonight, but we'll be back to that. Did Coach Young do any scouting of these rats? Because I did see some uh, some two handed slams. Now, now it was so there's two layers of password security. So I can't say if Mike Young had the you know the the skeleton code for all the labs, but. Uh, if anyone on the campus had it, he did not have that. <laughs> Kenny is also known for his stardom on the Netflix series Love is Blind Season 1. Gotta tell you, <laughs> tell you my brother's girlfriend, Claire Rooney, she absolutely loves that show. Brendan, any comment? Yeah, so Kenny moved to Charlotte how many years ago? Three. Uh, three years. Yeah, three and years. I've been here my whole life. So during the middle of COVID, when everyone's just sitting in their living room watching anything you can find on Netflix. Yep. I'm on my phone doing whatever. My wife's watching this show and she's been watching like nonstop binging it. I haven't even paid attention. I lean up from my phone and there's Kenny doing an interview. <laughs> and all it says is it's just beautiful face. And it just says Kenny from like Georgia or something, you know, yeah. like you see, I'm like, Kenny show. sales, you know, the- and I, I do a double take. I go back to my phone and then I look back up. I'm like, what is it? Who's that? Go back. Reverse that. Rewind. Yeah. Who's Kenny? And she's like, oh, it's Kenny. Uh, he's my favorite. <laughs> and I start Googling, right? Yeah. And of course, they film like probably a year before that. So like, you, you weren't filming like, while I was, was watching. Two years, it was almost two years prior. So I like, a little bit I texted you immediately. Didn't want to be like, hey, Kenny, like we haven't talked in a while, but like I just saw you on Love is Blind. So like, yeah. Anyway, like we reconnected because of that, but but I knew, and then I found I out I lived in Charlotte. <laughs> I knew, I knew exactly why he was texting me. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was pretty obvious because I hadn't heard from him, which is fine because you know in, in, in the real world, yeah, everyone that is taking care of themselves the way they should. Shout out to being responsible. Um, 
Yeah. We, you know, just you don't uh, reconvene as much as you like. So yeah, Britton texts me out of the blue, and I'm like, all right, he's gonna ask me about Love Is Blind. Yep. And then now I didn't really care about that much. No. Oh, much. and I, I knew you didn't even watch it. I knew you didn't care. I was just looking for you know a buddy to play golf with. And then, it, and then it blossomed into this you know rekindled friendship. And here we are sitting with the Pat Finn, the P Finn. No, he's P Finn. He's, <laughs> he's P Finn too. Which. There's an OG yeah. Pat Finn. So the P backstory. Finn. Yeah, I was gonna say there's Pat an OG VT P Finn. So P Finn, my for this P Finn. Yeah, KB P Finn is going to give you the context. So this was maybe a little over a year ago. Yeah. Which is like, hey, like my buddy Brenton, we want to be able to see how since Saturday can work with his company that he has going on, which yep. he'll get into later. Shout out Outlast. Outlast DFS, yep. and we're like, hey, let's meet up at Lebowski's. Grab some wings. And it's myself, Kenny, and Brenton. And Brenton thought I was going to be someone else walking through the door. So <laughs> one of my best friends growing up, Jay Finn, John Finn from Latin, best friend. His older brother, Pat Finn, Patrick Finn, P. Finn. <laughs> growing up, he was like four years, went to Virginia Tech. I don't remember what fraternity, but like diehard hokey. That's all I, I recognize. His brand was Virginia Tech. And he ran for judge in Charlotte um, last year. Yeah. Maybe two, yeah. two, so two years back. Fall, fall 2020. Around was, the same time. But, but that was the reference that Britton had. And you know, he was excited. He was like, do you, you know Pete Finn? I was like, like well, do you know yeah. Pat, Pat Finn? He went to Virginia Tech. I'm like, yeah, I know Pat Finn. Like, I'd love to reconnect with him. Yeah. So I was best friends with his younger brother. Nope. I think that just, like, went over both their heads. Correct. So yeah. we meet up. I see this Pete Finn. Son's Pete Finn. And I'm like, wait, you're not Pete Finn. <laughs> You're a lot younger. And I didn't like that. <laughs> yeah. but, so there's two people. But our but our wings were getting cold. So yeah. I, I let them just figure it out. Yeah. yeah, here we are. But we're all still friends. And here we are recording a podcast. We uh, we, we met at Lebowski's the first time. We brought some wings in from Mooseheads this time, which we did hot wings and hotter takes a few weeks ago. Yeah. Mooseheads, we got to work something out with those guys because this is the second podcast that they're getting some uh, awesome. Yeah. That is the Mooseheads. In Charlotte, North Carolina. Some say the best wings in the city. Arguably. Arguably. So, fellas, let's talk about Virginia Tech. Let's talk about Wofford. Let's have some fun. We're going to kick it off with a, a series of questions here. Um, or not, not too many questions, but, you know. High level. Uh, I want to hear about your experience with Virginia Tech, being that both of your families are Virginia Tech-oriented. Yep. You know? You, you, neither of y'all were born Hokies, but by secondary or by marriage or, you know, just the family thing, you know, you don't just, you don't have a hokey in your family and not be a hokey. You know, it's just, it's just kind of how it is. I want to hear about your experiences in Blacksburg, whether it was your first game day, whether it was your first time at top of the stairs or going downtown or just hanging out. So Kenny, we'll start it off with you. Uh, give us an experience about either game day in Blacksburg or kind of just your overall thoughts on Blacksburg. Any fun stories? Yeah. Well, like most people have had an experience in Blacksburg. And I mean, like they fully experienced it. It's nothing but a great time. Uh, mine was particularly special. Uh, it was the first time actually meeting my now wife's parents. So my in-laws. Shout out Jason and Kathy. Um, went to Top of the Stairs. So, or AKA Tots for the people that want to, you know, be, be a hip and cool. Um, but I'm 31, so I can't really say that anymore. Um, yeah, it's an acronym. Yeah, Tots, <laughs> Top of the Stairs. Uh, so go to Tots the first night. It's the uh, weekend of the infamous Pittsburgh versus Virginia Tech shutout. 
might I add, 28 to nothing. Well, that's and, the last uh, game. Yep. And, and so then I went and had a rail at Tots. And my now wife tried to convince me otherwise to not get my second rail. And I had two rails that night at Tots on a Friday before the game on Saturday. So I blacked out. So what's a rail? That's a great question. It's like a painkiller drink? Something like that. Essentially, yeah. yeah. So it's probably like every uh, what every type of alcohol behind like a bar. Punch. Yeah. yeah. So, anything on the rail, anything that no, you see on, on the uh, on the bottom shelf. Yeah, I need to experience that. You do? It's, let's go. Very tasty. Very tasty. <laughs> that's and, hot. That's and it's hot. and it's dangerous too. So it sneaks up on you. So everyone that's listening to this, you guys already know what I'm talking about. But that was my first experience. I had two that night and I proceeded to get blackout and I ate some leftover turkey leg from the weekend before only from our two. friend. You only oh. had two? Only had two. Only two. But if you're talking about 16 <laughs> ounces, which was 32 ounces. They're large. Of straight alcohol. Straight alcohol. Again, Britain had three. Britain might be hating, even though we were teammates and we're, we're still buds. <laughs> um, hey, don't knock until you try it. That's all I'm going to say. So that was the first uh, introduction. But as everyone knows, that game that was there, 2019, Pittsburgh, you know, at, at BT, uh, tailgate was sopping wet. Well, I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm in the German club parking lot. You've got guys taking their shirts off, girls taking their shirts off. Did you take your not shirt bra- off? Yeah, not bras. Did I you take your shirt off? Absolutely The not. listeners want to know. Absolutely not. Did not remember. The love is blind, listeners want to know. Yeah, hey, love is blind, but my body's not. So <laughs> I, uh, I kept my clothing on. Uh, and you got to remember, I was with my now in-laws, so I was trying to make a good impression. Well, fast forward three hours in the tailgate, and my you know, father-in-law, Jason, is drinking Four loco off of the table that he spilled. And then I'm looking behind me, and there's a like impromptu smear the quarterback. I don't want to. I got to be politically correct here. Um, yeah, smear the QB behind me. I'm like, this is the best thing that's ever happened. German club, sweet setup. Got a huge fireplace outside. It's pouring down rain. They're still outside. Like you know, it's like a ritual experience. Then you go to the game. You guys are selling turkey legs outside. I walk in with a black and mild. My now wife Alex is like, you got to put that out. I refused. Love no that. one said a thing. So you, I, you completely alpha that situation. Yeah. Well, and alcohol, you know, it's a hell of a drug. So I, I just said, sure. Yeah, I, I'm going to take my black and mild inside the stadium. And uh, there's no better place to this date to smoke a black and mild in the rain than Lane Stadium. <laughs> Is that pretty good? That's pretty good. And we came out with a victory. 28, That's what's supposed 28-0. 28-0 donuts. And this was two donuts in a row. We yep. shut out Georgia Tech the prior week. Double donuts for Bud yeah. Foster. You ain't shutting <laughs> us out this week. That's right. We have been playing oh, two games in a row. Actually, yeah. we're due for a point. Yeah, just three points. Maybe not a win. Maybe a point. safety. Maybe a safety. You in guys, the fourth quarter. you guys yeah. are, uh, you guys are on shutout watch. <laughs> just gonna put that out there. Yeah. Brent, okay. tell us your Blacksburg story. All right. So, older brother graduated BT 2011. When he wasn't, was it OTC? He's military, so he's in the Navy. He went. Yeah. To OCS out of Virginia oh, yeah. Tech. He was engineering at BT. Mm-hmm. Um, submarine. So he was a nuclear engineer with the Navy. He got out. He was so active. Did he, do, did he do did he do like ocean engineering attack? He just did mechanical. Like okay. And then he outside once he went to the Navy, he did nuclear in like Charleston, Saratoga. He was stationed submarine out of Connecticut. Yeah. Active for a while. He got out. He's been reserves. He actually just got deployed. That's why we're not going to the game. He just got deployed to Kuwait. So shout out to Bradford. That's his name. Yep. Huge VT fan. We've been talking a bunch of junk this week. I don't have a lot to talk about, um, but I'm a VT fan every week besides this week. Besides this week. Unfortunately, I watched the 
Oh, to you again. Yeah. Well, hey, Sorry, shout out fans. Brad. Hey, but seriously, shout out Bradford. That's that's huge. Our country would not be what it is today without you know you know, supporting it. So we yeah. appreciate that. Shout out to all the Hokies though. Yeah, so all the sure Hokies have a pretty big yeah. ROTC program. ROTC, all the Hokies in the yeah, Corps Cadets, like the Corps Virginia Tech is a very big tradition, and um, you know Bradford out in Kuwait. Yep. Sounds like a really smart guy too, engineering yeah. degree, but uh, you know. We'll be thinking about him this weekend because it is Military Appreciation Day really? at Lane Stadium as well. Yeah, so it's it's big shout out. Yeah, Let's no, go. that's this. They do a lot of cool stuff for Military yeah. Appreciation Day. Cool. They'll do a flyover. Yeah. Um, I know flyover, the coolest thing. Yeah, that's the best part about football. Yeah, flyover. And what a way to wake up because if we mentioned it was eleven a.m. kick. Uh, nothing like a flyover to get the stadium shaken. I mean, the flyover might wake up some people in Blacksburg who are still sleeping, still drinking, or drinking. Yeah. Um, hey, while we're talking about ROTC, <laughs> shout out Jackson Creamer. Uh, this is my wife's uh, cousin, so figure I give him a shout out. He's a he's a fellow Hokie ROTCer. Gobble gobble. Yep. So uh, he's a, a sophomore this year, but uh, shout out Jackson. Appreciate well, it. All right, so like one up. Yeah, yeah. Let's story. Let's all right, so I was in Spartanburg. Some of your below him. So I had just about to take exams. I think junior Waffle was always like a couple weeks late. Yeah. So it's my brother's graduation in Blacksburg. It's the only time I've been. I've never been to Lane Stadium. I've heard I want to see Understand Man. We're gonna make it happen. I want to experience that. Um, anyway, I whip it up from. <laughs> so one, first off, super hungover. Whipping it up eighty-five to seventy-seven. So you're a May, you're a May baby. May May ninth. May ninth in, in his V eight uh, Jeep Grand Cherokee. Yes, beast so OG. But my license expired when I turned twenty-one. So I was scrambling. I was like. Shh. They're not going to let me in to the bars. And I haven't been. This is the first time I went to a bar with of age mm-hmm. was in Blacksburg. So I stopped at a DMV in Gastonia on the way to Blacksburg and got like a paper slip. Oh, yeah. And I showed that in Blacksburg. Yeah. I may have been twice. Yeah. Random bar. Anyway, I like, I think most of the student body had already left for summer. Yeah. So I didn't get like it's, the full experience. It's still parents, super You got fun. parents, you got siblings, you got seniors. We had a great time. Great time. Yeah. We went. I mean, arguably the most fun we people to hang out. Went to wherever he was living. We played Power Hour. <laughs> then we went to some bar, drank a bunch, and we beat the high score on Papa Shot at whatever <laughs> this bar was. Maybe it was Champs because Champs has the uh, – All the I remember is it was like a long – Bar and Papa Shot was like kind of nice. That's Chance. Yeah. Yeah. Chance. We yeah. had the high score. And then they have the upstairs area too, right? Yeah. That's the hockey bar. There's the upstairs and then there's the downstairs. That's kind of like, kind of hard to describe. Most yeah. people hang out at the upstairs. Area. Gotcha. It's yeah. Upstairs bar. It was fun. That was my first experience really. Wow. 21 years old in Blacksburg. Yep. Not a better place to turn 21. I turned 21 in New York City. Okay. Um, but that's not the point of this podcast. <laughs> um, Probably a better story. Than yeah, well, it was yeah, fun. I was just saying, this could spin into something else. Yeah, you played something fun. different than Papa Shot. Yeah, Thanksgiving week. So, um, what is Wofford like on game day? You know, Brenton, you haven't been in Blacksburg on game day yet. Kenny, you've seen it. You were in Notre Dame last year, Pitt yeah. in 2019. I know you're uh, you're going to the game on Saturday. But what what's the Wofford experience like? Yeah. So most college campuses, there's a lot of tradition. Wofford is a, a very historically rich uh, you know, institution, uh, fan base, very loyal. But, and I caveat, but 
when you only have 7,000, 8,000 fans on average every single game. That's and, and coming from – That's an aggressive number. I know. I'm just trying to hype it up a little bit. Um, it's okay. That's a DTZ. For homecoming? Yeah, it's homecoming. Yeah, play, playoff games. Yeah, right, let's talk about Wofford homecoming. Yeah, but yeah. What, what it's like, you, you wake up, right? Let's give you like a day up. So you wake up. We'll have walkthroughs. We go down to Burwell. Uh, Burwell is our dining hall. You have you know, brunch, a little French toast, a little bacon. Probably, probably lay off the French toast a little bit, but I was like 250 pounds back then, so I ate a lot of Big French body. Toast. Big body barns. That's that's what you guys call me. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you wake up. We go to walk through. And, uh, again, this is uh, the POV from a, from a former athlete. And uh, you'd get ready to go down to the locker room. And basically you'd see the stadium start filling in. Uh, we had fried Oreos. That was probably the the specialty uh, that everyone got at halftime. One of the unique facts about Wofford, and if anyone from Wofford's listening to this, it no longer exists. And if you guys want to change that, you can reach out to me in Britain privately. They used to allow you to bring alcohol into the stadium. Really like, so, like a NASCAR race. 100%. It's a private college. Campus safety always took precedence over the local governing body. So it was kind of a hush-hush. Like, as long as you're not acting a fool – your kids could go ride their cardboard boxes down the hill, which was crazy. Did. We'd watch film yep. and just watch people like fall off cardboard, rolling <laughs> down this grass. Little, little Jimmy, cardboard. little Jimmy would be just picking up speed, and you're getting chewed out. About right, what cover? What cover? Yes. Uh, I don't know. I was watching Joe fall off. His yeah, like you see that kid just eat it into the bushes because yeah, we had hedges on both sides of the stadium. But like the field, like the grade, it was kind of a bowl, and so parents would just leave their kids up there. Uh, <laughs> unchaperoned and then they'd be just drinking beer so you know for all the things that Wofford could have done uh for game day experiences we, we had a great time as players yeah. not to hate on Wofford I love Wofford obviously yes but for all the VT listeners it is nothing like your game day yeah and think of your high school game day that's pretty much what our home mm-hmm. game day was like just oh, a smaller sure. scale for yeah. sure for and sure. How, what's the enrollment at Wofford like a couple thousand it's 1600 it's yeah. the smallest D1 program in the nation besides Presbyterian, yes. which is like right around the corner. Yeah. Wow. But, but we were talking about notable full, D1 programs. Full D1, like across the board. Notable D1 programs. Smallest. So he references Presbyterian College, but Wofford and Presbyterian, there's no there's no you know, comparison. I mean, 1,600 people is like, you know, less than a Facebook friend. Section friend. 5. Yeah, Section 5. It's Section 5. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, hey, I understand. Yeah, yeah. Just, it's just a small school. Um well, love the background. Yep. Appreciate that. We're going to jump in here. We're going to do some hokey history and some storylines brought to you by our phenomenal friends down at CMG Leasing. Uh, Angie and Katie and Isabella and everyone who helps out from CMG Leasing. Phenomenal people down there, but really focusing on the edge and want to talk about the edge apartments in Blacksburg that are accepting applications for 2023 and 2024. If you're looking for a place to lay your head, but also they got a pool, they got a gym. I mean, you've seen pictures of the edge. Everyone knows the edge. It's got the best location. Uh, I mean, listen, if I were to go back and do my four years, I would say, mom, if I moved to Blacksburg, I'm going there. Yeah. Like if I moved to Blacksburg tomorrow, even before buying a house, I would say, Hey, I think I got to live at the edge for at least one year and check it out because I've never had that experience. But um, I mean, I, I, I too like to live dangerous. We need an edge in Spartan. We need an we need edge. 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 Hit us up. Hit us we up. We need an edge in Spartan. Hit them up. This cigar is starting to give us an edge. <laughs> the edge. <laughs> it's a walk to campus. It's close to downtown. Everything you need is there. The utilities are included. It's fully furnished. 
Check it out at camp, uh, vtcampusedge.com or text VTEDGE to 540-202-1638 for more info. The Edge and CMG Leasing are the exclusive student housing partner of Virginia Tech Hokies football. The exclusive beast Edge. We love the Edge. That was a, so, that was a great shot. <laughs> the Hokies and the Hokie history with the Wofford Terriers. Here's the history. Virginia Tech and Wofford, there is no history. Virginia Tech and Wofford will be making history on Saturday. Dude, Wofford will be making history. Yeah. Wofford will not be. The series <laughs> is not a bold prediction. Are you guaranteeing a win, Ethan? The listeners want to know. We're going to do that in score predictions. So. Yeah. So the series is tied. Yeah. The series That's is tied. Nice. So everything is on the line right now. Virginia Tech and Wofford have never squared off on the gridiron. However, some could say that Virginia Tech has become Wofford North. For men's basketball, you got head coach, Mike Young. You got assistant coach, Kevin Giltner, a.k.a. KG. You got Storm Murphy, who has degrees from both schools. You got Hunter Couture, Kevin Aluma. I mean, your whole roster. Yeah. Virginia Tech. Coachers. <laughs> Virginia Tech <laughs> loves Wofford. And I got to say, fellas, this is awesome. Why do you think it's awesome? Well, if you're going to talk about awesome, I'll let Kenny go. I got it. Negative things to that. <laughs> I was just saying, yeah, I mean, it's, it's yin and yang. Yeah, it's we're, not we're, awesome. Where you get good things. It's awesome things. for you guys, yeah. the listeners. It's awesome for BT fans because Mike Young, he's one of the top coaches. <laughs> Pretty sure he won ACC Coach of the Year first year. He did. Sure. He did. That's which, not a fun fact. Which was that's a bold, in quotes, bold prediction, which wasn't bold at my Wait, mind. was it his first year or second season? Uh, second. Was first year? I think first year. The COVID really? year. Right? The, I, or the year was, before that. It was so okay. Let's do some. This is past season, right? Let's jump. He's been there two years. No, he's let's jump in the time machine. It has been three years. The first, so he made the tournament two years. The first year was the COVID year, but I'm pretty sure he won it. He won it that year. No, no, he won it the second year. Mm, Yeah, but still, first whole year. Yeah, because they made the tournament. To to to, uh, expound on Brent's point, though, yeah, the void that we have to fill as Wofford alumni or alumnus. Uh, with 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 losing out on not only it's you know the talent from a coaching perspective, but it's the class, it's the personality, it's it's everything that y'all have fallen in love with. Coach Young, his wife, they embody whatever you know school that they're you're at. Coach Young was so committed to the Wofford community. That's what you've gotten in Blacksburg, and uh, obviously we're going to be a little bit a little bit scathed about that. But we're so happy that he's found his place, you know, in Virginia Tech because the success came with the, the foundation he laid. Exactly. And, you know, Kenny, um, it's been great for Virginia Tech. And what's cool about it is that I'm sure the folks in Spartanburg, they look at Virginia Tech and they're all Pokey fans now. They yep. understand, you know, it's a bummer for Wofford. Mike Young built Spartanburg's program and did such an incredible job at Wofford. Yep. And, uh, you know, I definitely understand where that hurts. But what is what is the phrase that we love to say about Coach Young? We got cold drinks waiting, everyone. Cold, cold drinks waiting. The cold drinks are always waiting. Now, Brendan, talk to me what about kind of cold, uh, what kind of cold drinks are we talking about? I mean, any cold drinks. I like cold beer. <laughs> Is that more? That was from the haiku. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to reach Reddit. Let's not do that again. <laughs> Brendan, any, uh, any more input? I know Ken, you know, but the best Mike Young story is my sister in law. She's how many years? She's like 10 years younger. Anyway, she was looking between. NC State, some local schools. I was like, let's go visit Wofford. She loved it. 
I'm just kind of walking her around campus, small campus. It's like, this isn't like a legit visit. I just like took her down there with my wife. In, impromptu visit. Mike Young walks out of the like athletic building or whatever. Yeah. And he's pretty sure he was on a recruiting visit. Like he had, who knows he was there. Yeah. Like an important meeting he was doing. Yeah, he, 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 had, he had something he was doing. He stopped his meeting and it wasn't just because it was me and me and him were tight when I was there and post when I was with the Panthers and stuff. It could have been you. It could have been, it could have been anyone. He stopped because I said what's up to him and he talked to Sarah Beth. He basically like, was like, I need to talk to these people. He like took the time out of his day to basically spill what he felt about Wofford and the school that he's at. And like, he's just really passionate about what he's doing. And I think obviously what he's doing for DT is awesome. And he's from that area, right? From so yeah. I was happy for him when that opportunity came. So there's no bitterness between me and Mike Young. I'm just, <laughs> no, no, no. It's more so from Bradford, my brother, talking <laughs> yeah. crap. Like, oh, look at us now. Yep. What, yeah, what so was and what. But I'm a VT fan because of him and Mike Young. So big VT basketball. Yep. Exactly. And seeing Coach Young get to the level that he's gotten, he wins Coach of the Year. You know, he cuts down the nets in Brooklyn after beating Clemson on a buzzer beater and then pretty much mopping the floor with Notre Dame, yeah. Carolina, and Duke on consecutive nights. Uh, arguably know, arguably the, one of the best runs from a, a lower seed in term history. Oh, man. You know, tournament goes through Tobacco Road, but not when it's in Brooklyn, no. and not when Mike Young is coaching the Hokies. Uh-huh. So we're excited about that. Um, Quick, how's the team looking this year? The team. We don't have to talk about basketball, but looking good. All I'm going to say is we're fired up. Mike Young preseason what in ACC? Mike Young did. Oh, that's a good question. I don't know if they've done like the, I don't know if they've done like the media. I don't know if they yeah. did the uh, the media. Uh, I don't think they've done like the media preview stuff yet. But the, the out of conference or the conference schedule came out yesterday. We got you know a lot of fun games at home, but yeah. I think we'll be in the upper half again. And you know, he, Mike Young did say on our podcast uh, about a month ago. He said that he thinks that this roster heading into the next year is the is the best roster that he's had at Virginia Tech. So. Pretty, pretty confident. Because he recruited it. And well, that's I was going to say that. Yeah. And that's confident where it's coming from mm-hmm. him, too, because he's very humble, as everyone's you know, learned to, to know. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Love that guy. Cold drinks wait. All right. So let's talk about the Southern Conference, where Wofford uh, has has spent uh, a lot of time in. What was experience? What was your experience playing ball in the SOCON? You know, who are your opponents? Like, any good stories? Like, when you guys were there, when Wofford football was good, you guys were good. You it's completely changed since we were there. What I was there ten years ago. Yeah, and that evolution, more than ten. And that evolution has really started at about a year after I graduated. So, so Brent and I, just for context for everyone listening, Brent graduated one year before me, and I was I graduated in 2013. 2014, 2015. 2015 was the year that Georgia Southern and App State left for the Sun Belt Conference, or uh, AKA Fun Belt. Mm-hmm. And that completely changed the landscape of the Southern Conference. It's not even that. It's basketball, too. Yeah. Davidson, when Steph Curry was there, was SoCon. Yeah. yeah. And BT was SoCon back in the day, right? I think we were, like, in, like, charter team. Uh, College of Charleston. Yeah. Alabama. Alabama. Yep. Was a SoCon team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So actually, Southern Conference, that's a good point. So, Southern Conference, for all the fact checkers out there, you can go ahead and Google it. But Southern Conference at right one now. Time, <laughs> Southern Conference at one time was as – Prominent as the SEC, SoCon was the, the SEC the bit, before. Yeah. yeah, and then the SEC Southeastern Conference came up. Yes, and stole all the 
No. But, what could have been? But to, to answer your question and to close out on it, playing in the league that we you know had the fortune of playing in, it was extremely competitive. Uh, Brenton obviously had you know a, a very <laughs> very impressive skill set. I could actually go deeper. No, I, I could go. I could go deeper too, as just far as the talent level that we played with you know, week in and week out. But even a story about Brenton when I was on my recruiting trip, seeing him practice. And I remember him making a catch across the field, and I just looking around. I'm like, is anyone else like surprised about this? Um, and yeah, everyone's like, oh, this is like a routine thing. That's when I knew. I was like, okay, like this is real college ball. So anyone that you know listens to this and thinks like your know, FCS is not a competitive level, you're, you're kind of fooling yourself because there are teams out there. You know, look at like a North Dakota State, for instance. That talent pool, uh, it's it is mm-hmm. all there from the starters' perspective, Trainless. and it's it's. All the where, where we lose is getting the the twos and threes in. So when you rotate in your twos and threes, you're not going to compete with all the four stars and five stars. It's all depth. It's all depth. But we can hang. And as as we say, we did. So we did hang. Uh, you can go check this out. Uh, 2010 against Clemson, Brenton had a untouched, probably what plus 60 yard touchdown. Two for yep. like 130. Yeah, you went <laughs> and one touchdown, and the other one I got knocked out of the one. Went, and then we kicked a field goal. Went off. Oh, I could have just punched it in. Maybe we went. <laughs> yeah, that's on me. And and so that's that cool. was that was in the era when Clemson was actually starting to rise up. That was with uh, Spiller. Okay. It was with uh, James Davis. No, right, Taj, Taj, this Taj Boyd. Taj Boyd. Taj Boyd. Andre Ellington. Martavis Bryant. Sammy Watkins. DeAndre Hopkins. Dwayne Allen. Yeah. And one of the Adam Humphreys brothers too. And there was Andre Brown. There was another Andre receiver. Branch? No, it was, I think it was Brown. One of they had like six NFL receivers. Correct. They and, had like nine NFL guys on offense. And we walked into Death Valley, Death Valley Clemson, right now Death Valley LSU. I don't get in trouble. Uh, but we walked into Clemson and we you know, were both undefeated. And uh, it was like week two, week three. They had just put a freaking whooping on Ohio, and then they played Louisiana Lafayette. So this was week three, and everyone was like, "Oh, Dave Walker's got no shot." We were tied at halftime. We ended up losing by eight points. So and we had the ball out. And we had the ball. So we didn't call a single pass on the last draft. Mm. Yeah. I wasn't too so, happy. So we had an opportunity to win, but we, we played competitive ball. The Southern Conference, very competitive, like we talked about earlier. And, uh, again, surrounding myself, right, with players like Brenton to see his success, right, extend to the NFL, uh, to be a Charlotte you know, homegrown guy, to play for the Panthers, the hometown team. Uh, you know, it was really, really fun to watch living in Atlanta at the time because – there's a sense of pride, right? Like everyone's got to have humility, but there's a sense of pride. It's like, dude, I, I played you know, college ball with that guy, and I couldn't be more proud of him. And as a friend, I couldn't be more proud of him now. Brothers. Yeah. Sons of brothers. Brothers of Saturday. Yeah. Right in front of me. Love that. Absolutely love Here's it. a fun fact about Wofford football, though. Everyone remembers <laughs> App State beating Michigan. Guess right? who beat App State that year? Who's their only loss that year? <laughs> Anybody? P-Fan? Little puppy dogs. Was it you guys? <laughs> that was one of the reasons I went committed to Walker. It was the week after they were recruiting me. I was like, oh, they're playing an app? They're hosting an app? They just beat Michigan. Yeah. I'll go to that game. Swing down there. Saw them beat them. And Spartanburg was wild. Pop. Yeah. So we just did hokey history. That's what we call terrier times. You know, good terrier, times. Terrier vision. Terrier vision. Good good times in terrier nation. It's like, so I, that was our homegrown <laughs> media outlet. Oh, we got yeah. I love yeah. it. So 
And just just uh, since I have it up on the Wikipedia, Virginia Tech joined the Southern Intercollegiate Conference in 1921, 101 years ago. Wow. Which contained 19 schools. Um, every single school that was in there in the 1920s, all those 19 schools are all current members of either the HCC or the SEC. So some serious lineage, yep. some serious lineage. Um, and then tech obviously was independent at some time with the Metro conference, big East HCC, but, um, and Atlantic 10 for, uh, not football, but we were, we were football independent for a long time. Yeah. So, okay. Southern conference. Any uh, any specific rivalries that you guys had, or like um, folks that you guys squared up against that also had NFL careers, or were just you know super talented uh, from the Southern Conference? A lot, definitely App. Everyone knows App, Georgia Southern. Well, so, we so, so Armani Edwards is probably the most notable player. Which um, I pl- I played with him in Carolina. At Carolina, great dude. Uh, Armani awesome. Edwards, yeah, Armani Edwards. I, you have to stat check this, but. He put up one of the most impressive two two seasons in college football history as a quarterback. Um, and what's crazy is he was not recruited as a quarterback even out of high school. He was recruited as a receiver, and so, so he chose to go to App State because they were the only school that was allowed to play quarterback. And he obviously the story <laughs> it tells itself. Um, but yeah, so bringing to play with him at Carolina was was crazy. And he played receiver but, at Carolina. Yep, and, and specialist, right? Kick yeah, return, return. return, but he was a good receiver. Yeah, yeah. Dude, he was just very athletic. Yeah. And very skilled, um, and then you know him better than I do. Uh, but we did, you know, you played against guys where, like, you know, Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State have transfers. Like we played against Jacksonville State in the playoffs. Uh, uh, was it Ryan Paralu from LSU? Mm-hmm. You guys remember that name? Played yeah. against him. Uh, Georgia Southern. We had JJ Wilcox um, who played for the Dallas Cowboys for a while. And Ryan he, Quick was the receiver at the app that played for the Rams for a while. Great player. Yeah. Great no, we, we played against some solid talent. Uh, There's a corner. I think it on his name at Sanford. Well, James Bradbury, I played with here, played at Sanford. Yep. There's another one that was my age, and I'm blanking on his name, but he, we played against each other. He was on the Saints. So there's a ton of like NFL yeah. talent that comes out, mm-hmm. not just the SOCON, but the FCS. Carson exactly. Lance, you said Trey Lance earlier. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, we're, we're, uh, we're skipping over one guy, Andre Roberts from the Citadel. Oh, yeah. Now so the Panther. <clears throat> yep. So, so Citadel. Andre Roberts. Arguably has had the longest uh, career for a SoCon-based player uh, than anyone else. Uh, he's been in the league for what, like over ten years, or coming up on ten years now. Probably more now, if not more. But he set, I think, at the time, a record in the combine for the fastest forty. Um, so it just ties into we play with a lot of talented, athletic guys um, that a lot of people wouldn't have known about when we were playing in college football. But obviously, as you rise amongst the ranks in the NFL, the career tells otherwise. I feel like I just got a Southern Conference history lesson. I love it. Yeah. We can talk more. We're yeah. legit. <laughs> not Wofford. Put some Current. respect Current. on the Southern Conference. And a lot of those teams are in the Sun Belt now. Well, we were talking about App State. App State, I mean, they are hosting college game day in three days. That's a huge deal. Yeah. What Any fun games up in Boone? Like, what was the stadium like when you went there? I'm sure they've added on. A ton, they pumped in a ton of money to the program. I'll, I'll kick this off, but I'm going to let Britton elaborate because I wasn't there. So going back, to, going back to <laughs> recruiting. So going back to recruiting. So we talked about this earlier. Britton's one year older than me. I chose to <laughs> to keep my commitment at Wofford despite the Halloween uh, Thursday night – sorry, uh, Friday night loss. This was at Boone. Britton was a freshman there at the time. So this is back to what we said earlier. Yep. Revenge game. Yep. Because the year before, they beat App, we beat them. Yep. We spoiled their little party. They beat Michigan. 
sorry, they beat Michigan. We spoiled their party. Yes. We're going to Boone the next year. I'm a freshman. Halloween, they're like one in the nation. Yeah. But undefeated. We're undefeated. We were four in the nation. This right. is FCS ratings. Yep. Look up the box score. That's big time. It was, it was big time. Master. Yeah, Brenton right. won't even tell y'all, but yeah, for everyone's listening, just look up what the result of that Halloween game was against Apple. They dropped a the 70 burger. Oh, no. Yeah. Our, our, hey, at, at the hands of Armani Edwards, right. which we were talking about. I think Armani was like, 19 of 20 for 400 yards, 500 yards offense, like 60. They had a tight end. Ryan Quick, the guy I talked about. Remember the tight end had like five catches for literally 120 yards and two touchdowns. So they they had a a perfect game right and executed it flawlessly. We couldn't have played worse, um, and the breaks just didn't fall in our favor. But, again, I was a a senior in high school, so watching that, I was like, well, like at least they went up and played in, in Boone. And you're talking about experiences. There are a lot of places that we had the fortune of playing uh, North Dakota State being one of them is like probably the most unique experiences being in the in the Bison Dome um, in the playoffs. Atmosphere is insane, but playing in Boone is probably top five uh, as far as just college atmospheres, and that's for any place uh, you know that you want to go see a game uh, that includes Lane Stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's really you know no comparison to the introduction for y'all's team, but Boone fall time, you know, Perfect weather conditions in between the peaks of the mountains. Foliage. Oh, the foliage. It's a cool college town. It, it's probably if you've never been to Boone in the fall season, go put it on your list. It, it's a must must see. And it, it's funny because this weekend, uh, you know, I've been debating: do I go up for the Tech game? Do I go up to Boone and check out the scene at College Game Day in Boone, North Carolina? They've never host, hosted Game Day. What question? You've never been. I've never been. You should go. You should go. Yeah. No. This would be the. Uh huh. And you know, and then the third option is sit on my couch and watch ball all day. So That's it's going to be one That's of the also three. A good it's going to be one of the three. So, so you got to remember, I'm doing a basically day trip up to Blacksburg to watch Wofford inevitably do what they're about to not do, which is they're going to lose <laughs> <laughs> and they're not going to play well. Um, I would be willing to come back from Blacksburg the day of and then drive up to Boone for that game. What time is it? Three thirty. I think it's three. I think it's a three thirty kick. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, here's the thing. Uh, they're playing Louisiana Lafayette. Uh, Troy, Troy, Troy. If you left at halftime, you'd make I it. Make it probably there. for kickoff. Yeah, yeah. But if you're going to stay there, you want to stay there overnight too. Yeah. Especially if they win, mm-hmm. that'll be a good time to be up there. Yeah. But if you've never been, I'll go. All right, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll weigh the options here. Got a couple more days to do that. <clears throat> so the Mike Young Bowl. We talked about this. Brendan gave his favorite Mike Young story. Can you got any fun Mike Young stories? For us, there's so many, um, and you know, my point of view is just you know from myself. But you know, there's probably crazier stories out there. But one of my favorites was watching the film, and uh, you know, Mike Ayers, who's the head coach at Wofford for 30 years, uh, great individual, great leader, um, probably probably one of the best leaders I've ever you know, spent time around. So shout out Coach Ayers for all the work that you put into the program and into the you know Spartanburg community. Uh, but yeah, Mike Young would come into the tight ends. <laughs> film studies and he would sit with us and like he was more interested in film than we were because we were tired right we're student athletes we're like all right we just practiced we just worked out like we're ready to get back and you know get back to our lives and it might be like an, analyzing the film and he'd get up and like start doing like moves as if he was a tight end and he's like all right i'm gonna transfer this over you know to to a center who at the time we had tim johnson uh was a tiny tim tall tim yep so so tim johnson was on the basketball team tall tim I think Tall Tim. 
Tall Tim. Big Tim. Big Tim. Beast Tim. He was our center. He was six, 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 freak athlete. He had like, I think two or three uh, sports center top 10 dunks. Um, either way, he would like take that. He's like, all right, I, I got to go. Like he'd leave our room and we'd be sitting there inside his little ground like, like, is that the basketball coach? Like, is, that, is that Mike Young? Which ironically, didn't Tim do a, the pro day to potentially I'm try glad, to play in the NFL? I'm glad you brought that up. So, so Coach Young also solicited the help from Mike Hart and myself to take Tim out to the practice field and teach him how to run routes, um, basically like the art of tight end, which there is an art to it. Um, you know, to be a route runner. We got the athletic, yeah. strong part covered. Correct. Yeah. Not, not me. Now teach me football. Correct. That was pretty much it. It was it was blocked block down on this three technique. It was kind of like uh, the longest yard with Adam Sandler, right? It's like, will you teach me the football? Like that was it. Like how? Like take my basketball shoes off, put your cleats on, like tell me how to run around. Uh, didn't translate for him, but it's translated before with other athletes. And Tim had all of the athleticism in order to do it. He just didn't have the time. I think if you give him two years to develop, he could have done something. But either way, it just shows you the community, right? The sense of family at Wofford. And that was one of the coolest things about Mike Young of many is that he took the time to get to know people. You know, he crossed the sports lines, which a lot of times in schools, right? It's like, oh, you're either a football guy or a basketball guy. Yeah, you butt heads. Like, it's an ego thing. Um, At Wofford, it was never that. It wasn't really allowed. Definitely not something that any of the coaches preached. Um, But, yeah, that was something that was admirable by Coach Young because he would come and just hang with us as if we were his own players. Mike Young, baby. So we got Saturday is the Burson Bowl. We got Brenton and Bradford. And then Saturday is also the Barnes Bowl. Kenny and Alex. House divided uh, on multiple fronts. Multiple fronts here. So, Brenton, tell me about the Burson Bowl. We already know uh, you and Bradford have been going back and forth here. He's out in Kuwait now um, on tour. And it's Military Appreciation Day. We also have a guy named Kevin Giltner. Coach, Coach KG, who was a sweet mate of yours and a good friend of yours at Wofford. Are there any good stories or any good shout outs for, uh, for KG? We were the two, we we're the same grade, two tall, skinny, blonde kids, right? Handsome blondes. Handsome. Maybe, maybe KG. Um, KG had the, KG had the flow. I don't know too. if I can share a lot of those stories on the pod. Did you guys both have flow? I didn't have, I had like sh- this, well, shortish flow out of high school. Then I shaved my head drunk on spring break freshman year. Yeah, but you had – I grew the flow post-college. You I wish I had it. Because KG had like the old – like the bowl cut. We had the same – freshman year, we had the same Bieber flow. We'll call it that. The little high school swoop. Blonde. The Bieber flow. Um, he kept his the whole way, which is surprising because basketball, that can get in the way. Football, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. You helmet on. KG's the man. I don't – what is his exact role? I know he's assistant coach. He, is he bench, like head bench head um, assistant? I know he's I gone mean, up the he, ranks with Mike. He's followed on this whole time. Yeah, you go to Castle on game day. KG is doing a lot in the huddle. Like yeah. He's doing a lot of, you know, breaking down what's going on, uh, getting getting folks pumped up. You know, I'm not a basketball I don't know basketball. I don't know, but I know KG does a good job recruiting. Uh, I, forget, I think his territory might be – I don't know, but we love KJ, KG. He's the man. Saw him, love uh, you, Gil. Saw him last oh, week. Gil. He's, a, he's a Wofford man. He's a Wofford man, you know? So, you know he's a good guy. And then the Barnes Bowl. Kenny, any uh, any fun debates between you and Alex over this week? Uh, well, there's no fun debates. Uh, we're, we're finishing our master bath right now, so uh, that's not football-related. That's just life-related. Uh, 
Yeah, not really a debate this year. Uh, I'm a pretty realistic person, and uh, unfortunately, Wofford is on a on a pretty bad streak. Uh, I think they have, if not the longest active losing streak, it's the second active longest uh, losing streak. So we're gonna go up to Blacksburg. We're gonna go to Tots. We're gonna have a good time. Uh, we're there for you know the experience. Uh, nothing like Lane Stadium at 11 a.m. Again, get your breakfast in. There is nothing like get it. Your it's never in. happened. Yeah, but but I I know what the outcome is going to be. Unfortunately, this uh, this weekend. But you know, it's all about having a good time, hanging out with friends, hanging out with family, and enjoying the uh, college atmosphere. All right. So what we're going to do here, Kenny and I are going to continue the interview. Brenton's got a role. Sons of scholars. Uh, we'll get. We'll let him give a shout out. What's going on here? Um, but Brenton, before you leave, want to give you an opportunity to shout out anything you got going on. And uh, again, couldn't be more appreciative of having you here today. Yeah, Pfin, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I got a role. I'm doing my MBA at Indiana's business school online. So go Hoosiers is where my mom went. But I want to give a shout out. This venture I've been working on, Outlast DFS. Obviously, y'all are all sports fans. Unfortunately, we're not in Virginia yet. But if you're outside of Virginia, DFS company, we're, we're in the player prop vertical. So all kind of sports, college football, we'll have college basketball. Unfortunately, we don't have anything for the BT game because I don't think the hey, there's not much. There's, out there, there isn't many props. There's, 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 not, a there's not a line. There's no yeah. line. Yeah. But anyway, if y'all are into sports, fantasy sports, player prop betting, check it out. It's Outlast DFS on the app stores. All right. So Brent had to go. Sons of Scholars. He's getting his MBA up at Indiana. Kelly School of Business. Yep. When I think of Kelly School, I think of Mark Cuban. You know, Shark Tank. Uh, Brenton the shark, uh, good for him. Love that. So, Kenny, <clears throat> it's you and me, man. We're going to do some rapid-fire Charlotte style. For our Charlotte listeners who love the Queen City, the yep. 704, we're going to do this for the place that we love. So uh, we'll kick it off with favorite place to eat in the Queen City. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of places that, uh, that come to mind, but the best place to eat in Charlotte, my personal opinion, is Vana. Vana restaurant, you go there on a Friday night, Saturday night. Uh, vibes are impeccable. Uh, service is top notch. Uh, it's, it's first class through and through. Very dressed down, so you don't have to you know, you know, put on your best dress. You just show up. They've uh, got an open kitchen. Uh, bartenders are phenomenal. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's literally nothing to note other than just positive things. So, I've been to Ivana like five times, I think, five or six times I've dined with them, and it's always a great experience. So if you're in Charlotte, hit up Vana. V-A-N-A. I still haven't been, actually. It's right, right. On, it's right there on the corner of, uh, of Trial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's the in the windows. heart of South End. Yep, so anyone that's listening that's been to Charlotte or wants to go to Charlotte, heart of South End, you can't miss it. Uh, they've got really cool signage on the side, and then what Pat was saying, it's spelled V-A-N-A. Uh, you will not be disappointed. Best place for cocktails. Best cocktail, I'll probably split between Stir. Stir's got great cocktails. And then I would actually put Vintage Cigar Bar. That's actually where we're filming the podcast right now, Vintage Cigar Bar. Full bar, uh, obviously huge. It's actually the largest cigar humidor uh, in the Southeast. It's a little known fact. And it happens to be the repurposed garage of Michael Jordan's father, is from Charlotte, which is why he's got the connection with the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, this was his father's uh, car garage growing up. So the developers of Vintage 
they bought the land, the garage, you know, sat on it. And if you guys visit Vintage Cigar Bar, you'll see MJ jersey above the throne down the hallway. So I'll show Pat after doing this podcast, but really cool experience. Things that I did not know. And I live literally a stone throw away from, uh, from vintage. So that's big time. We have, we have the right guy doing Charlotte rapid fire. What is an activity that a friend in town for the weekend must do? If you're hosting your buddy from Wofford, you're hosting a hokey. where do they need to go on the weekend in Charlotte? Yeah, we got to hit up South End. So South End's got you know pretty much everything that you want. Uh, you've got your bar scenes, you got your club scenes, uh, you've got your taco bar club scenes, uh, which is resident culture. That's a very unique vibe, but it's there. Uh, you know, hopefully there's some type of sporting event or concert. You can go to Bank of America Stadium. Uh, shout out Tepper uh, or David Tepper Sports. Uh, they've completely revitalized the stadium. Everything is walking distance, and that's coming from a guy from Atlanta. Love Atlanta. Uh, peace up, A-Town Down. Uh, that will always be home, but Charlotte has been my new home. Uh, so anyone that's coming to town, you got to hit up a sport event. Spectrum Center for basketball, concerts there as well. Uh, and if you guys are looking for something a little bit lower key, you got to go to the Whitewater Center. Whitewater Center, usually Thursday, Friday, Saturday, they've got some type of live music, music festivals, beer festivals, you name it. You can go there, hike a little bit, uh, raft a little bit, and uh, drink and have a good time. Where is the best place to bring Penny, a.k.a. Penny the Corgi? Where's the best place to bring your dog? Little, pen, little Penny, spelled with an I, says P-E-N-N-I. Uh, Penny, uh, she's, she is adorable. That was my firstborn. Um, but if I was going to take – I don't have a second born yet. Uh, yeah, if I was going to take Penny uh, somewhere on the light rail. Uh, so light rail is you know, part of the transit system of Charlotte. Uh, but they also have, you know, widened pedestrian walkways where you can walk your dogs, you ride your scooters, uh, you kind of hop to and fro from different restaurants and bars, uh, just really convenient access for the city. So that's probably the first bet you walk Penny. Um, otherwise you've got Skip Town. Skip Town's a, a dog bar. Uh, they've got a bunch of different events, you know, there any, any day of the week, uh, staff is really friendly and, uh, again, it's dog friendly. So bring your dogs. Uh, have a good time, get a bucket of beer, and uh, and put out for a Saturday. Where is your favorite place to watch football? Favorite place to watch football is probably my living room. <laughs> <laughs> but if I was going to go out to a public place, I would say Tavern on the Tracks. Tavern on the Tracks is just your, uh, your typical dive bar setup. If it's not Tavern because that's walking distance from my place, I would probably – get an Uber or scooter over to Ed's Tavern. So Ed's Tavern is a classic. It's in a historic Dilworth neighborhood. Uh, phenomenal wings, phenomenal service, great drink specials. I usually go with a Miller Highlight bucket of beer. You usually get six for about $10. That's you know, for all those math majors out there. It's a pretty good deal. Um, so yeah, go, go hit up Ed's Tavern if you're coming to town for, uh, for a little Charlotte sports. Tavern on the Tracks was a spot that we hit up one of the first times we hung out in Charlotte to watch some March Madness. So also, you know, if it's March, Tavern on the Tracks, it is your spot. And then, Kenny, favorite memory in Charlotte? Favorite memory so far, uh, it's like I think one's personal and one's more like city-focused. I think personal would be going to Jeff's Bucket Shop. That's down towards South Park Mall. Uh, It's probably one of the diviest of dive bars in Charlotte. They've got live karaoke. Uh, doesn't matter how talented you are. If you drink enough, 
you're really good. Um, yeah, go hit up Jeff's Bucket Shops. That's probably best memory for that. And then, you know, family memory is probably going to uh, the Virginia Tech. Uh, oh man, was that the ACC championship three years ago? Three years ago. Um, there was a belt bowl. Belt bowl. Belt bowl. So belt, belt bowl three years ago. Weather was perfect. It was December. Uh, my in-laws were in town, so they stayed with us. And uh, we went over there, uh, hit up. Hit up Bank of America Stadium, watch Virginia Tech win, and then we actually went from there we over lost. to, uh, yeah, we saw almost, right? We lost. Oh, we did lose that game. <laughs> it felt like a win. It felt like a win because it was yeah. probably a beautiful game. Yeah, it's, it's probably these German, <laughs> these German slash Czech Pilsners that are talking. Um, but yeah, it felt like a win because we ended up going to Seoul. Seoul, different spin on wings, arguably top, top three wings in the city. But little known fact about Seoul, unless you've been there a few times, is they have karaoke rooms. <laughs> so this is a Korean barbecue and Korean, Korean wing spot, uh, also in the heart of South End, walking distance from uh, the stadium. And uh, so me and the in-laws, uh, my wife, we went over there, did karaoke. And that's when I, I think, first experienced my father-in-law sing uh, Bohemian Rhapsody at the, uh, I don't know, the, the highest tone that he possibly could, which I was surprised he could actually get that high. Might I add? <laughs> Um, but yeah, so hit, hit up Seoul uh, Meat and Food Company. That's in South End. They've got uh, great wings, great service, and uh, obviously karaoke for those that want to uh, party. If there's anything that I'm an advocate for, it is Hokies to Charlotte. If you live in Arlington, hey, I did it for a few years, but I love Charlotte. Come on down here and hang out in Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte's got a lot, as they say. Uh, Kenny, last thing about Charlotte before we talk a little bit more about this football game on Saturday. Um, want to hear what you got going on next weekend for any Charlotte Hokie who might be listening for any Charlotte resident or Wofford Hokie, not Wofford Hokie, any Wofford Terrier alum that might be uh, tuning in this week. Well, hey, at this point after the podcast, we're all just Wofford Hokies at the end of the day. <laughs> um, but yeah, if, if you happen to be in the Charlotte area, um, obviously, if you're coming to town, you're most likely going to the President's Cup. President's Cup is the largest event that's happened in Charlotte, I think, for quite some time. And there's been a lot of events, so that, that says something about that. But President Cup drawing a lot of international attention, a lot of local attention. And uh, a buddy of mine who founded Chippo, so Chippo is a backyard kind of cornhole slash meets golf uh, you know, backyard game. And uh, we created a Chippapalooza event that's going to be hosted at Sycamore Brewing. Uh, Sycamore is known for their mountain candy brew, but they also have you know a rotation of different craft uh, brews on tap. They are actually moving to their new headquarters, which is right next door. Uh, but this uh, Chippapalooza event is going to feature a lot of big names. Uh, you got Footjoy, uh, you got Rain or Shine Golf, who do golf simulators, uh, Imperial Hats, you name it, fill in the blank. You know, any golf brand, they'll be there. Uh, come check it out. Uh, we got Live Acts by Cannon Cox, uh, Fillmore. Fillmore is currently on tour with Pitbull. They've got a, a hit song called USA Anthem. So uh, really just a lot of fun that's going on in Charlotte. Uh, couldn't be a better time to, to be a resident here. But yeah, Chippapalooza, Sycamore Brewing, Thursday, September 22nd through Saturday, September 24th. It's going to be a hit. So come check it out. All right. So that wraps up our time with both Kenny and Brenton. Had a ton of fun over at the vintage uh cigar and whiskey bar on Worthington in Charlotte. We're going to wrap things up here talking about the game on Saturday. A few notes here. Uh, We got 
ACC Network coverage on Saturday with West Durham on play-by-play. Our very own Eddie Royal as the analyst and then Taylor Davis uh, as the sideline reporter for Saturday. Uh, you know, it, it is kind of funny that we were members of the Southern Conference in the 1920s um, just to kind of know that, that was 100 years ago. And now Wofford is in that conference, uh, but we have played 290 games against SoCon foes since uh, inception of the Virginia Tech football program. I've never played Wofford though. These are notes from Hokie sports. Um, we were in the Southern conference for 44 years. Uh, Wofford joined the Southern conference in 1997. And uh, it, it should be fun. Now, Lane Stadium is going to see its earliest ever kickoff time. We mentioned multiple times the 11 a.m. kickoff should be interesting to see uh, a very big focus on breakfast at the tailgate in Lane Stadium. If you're going into Lane Stadium, you're probably trying to get into Lane or make your way over to Lane around 10 o'clock in the morning, which is just not not a, <laughs> not the usual process for anyone who is used to going to games uh, at Lane, but I think this schedule for this fall lines up pretty nicely where we have the BC night game. We have the West Virginia night game and we have some away night games like the NC state Thursday night. And then that Miami game, you know, that's not going to be a noon game. I think that has hopefully has three thirty written all over it. If Miami and UVA and Georgia tech could all be three thirty games. I think you'll have a lot of happy Hokies across the Eastern Seaboard. Um, look at these fun facts, though. So we have an 11 a.m. kick Saturday. This is the earliest start time ever, regardless of location for Tech. The previous earliest was 11.42 a.m. in 93 on New Year's Eve in the Independence Bowl with Indiana, which started the bowl streak. That was a big-time 45-20 win for Tech. Tech has played 64 noon games in lane and is 49 and 15 at noon at home since 1985. Here's some more general information for the early risers. The parking lots will open at 7 a.m. Hokie Village will open at 8.30 a.m. The scouting report on Wofford. Guys, we're not going to get too deep into it. Wofford has not scored a point this year. They're 0-2. They've lost 13 games in a row. They have the second longest losing streak in the country right now. Have not really seen a line on the game anywhere. There might have been some books that had Virginia Tech as a 39.5-point favorite heading into this weekend. Um, But the storylines for Virginia Tech and what to watch out for is really going to be mainly on the offense rather than the defense. I think we understand what Virginia Tech's defense is capable of heading into Saturday. You know that we're going to absolutely smother the run game and play uh, very solid uh, against the pass as well, as we have seen the last two weeks for the most part. But on the offensive side of the ball, it's really which guys are we going to see play on Saturday because of who is healthy versus who are we trying to conserve for the following weeks against West Virginia and against North Carolina as we head into ACC play uh, you know, in October. Now, Keyshawn King, he's a guy who 
came out of the game with a hip injury. It looked like he was just hurt. I didn't think it was, you know, anything too crazy. He looked like he was fine on the sidelines. He jogged off the field from reports that I heard. He was smiling throughout the entire game uh, on the sideline. He was dressed the entire rest of the game. So I didn't see uh, any reason to be, uh, be concerned about Keyshawn King. Do we need Keyshawn King to play on Saturday to beat Wofford? No. Um, will we see Keyshawn King play on Saturday against Wofford? You know, he might get five carries and then they take him out at the end of the first quarter. Uh, I'm honestly just hoping we score 21 points in the first quarter and then we can just coast the rest of the way. But um, other guys like Malachi Thomas, I know he's been week to week. He's not going to play this weekend. You know, you're not going to bring out Malachi Thomas against Wofford. I think he'll bring out Malachi Thomas against West Virginia or Carolina. And really, uh, I, I think we need to think about what our goals are this season. If we're one and zero in the AC right now, if the coastal is up for grabs, you know, are we going to conserve some of our guys like Malachi Thomas and not play him against West Virginia if we need him against Carolina? I don't know, uh, and that is a decision that the coaching staff is going to make. But um, you know, how 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 much of Caleb Smith will we see? Is he recovered from his injury that he? Uh, had suffered in the first half or the early part of the uh, ODU game. And then uh, what receivers are we going to see contribute uh, as well? Uh, I know Grant Watson had some pretty good, or was it Grant? No, it wasn't Grant Watson. There were a couple, um, couple of folks <clears throat> submit some letters from the lunch bill that we, excuse me, that we can go over in a few. Um, but in general, I think with this game, Tech's not really going to show you much of their offense, but we we are going to want to see more as far as Grant Wells getting the ball, down, throwing the ball down the field, and potentially linking up with Stephen Gosnell a little bit more, establishing some more chemistry with Daywan Lofton, you know, getting Will Kakavitsas into the mix, you know, using the tight ends more than he used them against Boston College. Um, you know, I, I think this is <clears throat> excuse me. This is a game where Tech should try to score as many points as possible and really give this offense an opportunity to start clicking. Because after two games, I really don't think there's that much confidence in the offense at this point. You know, they scored 27 points against Boston College, but Boston College couldn't move the ball against the Virginia Tech defense, and it was really the Tech defense setting up our offense for success throughout the entirety of the game. Now, we're going to move into a few over-unders here that Grant Watson was so kind to submit. Now, before we do that, going to jump into our friends over at DraftKings. The NFL's opening week, it was action-packed, and it's just getting started over here. Get ready for week two of touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Want more action? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings early win promotion. It's simple. This Sunday, bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Here's the deal. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code SOS to get $200 in free bets instantly when you pay when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code SOS only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Okay, Grant Watson. I love the uh, I love the over under submitted by Grant Watson here. Over under Wofford points scored two and a half. I'm going to take. <laughs> I'm going to take the under. They haven't scored a point this year. They've played against Elon and another tiny school, and they didn't score any points. Um, so I think against Virginia Tech, I think it's a pride thing. We cannot let Wofford score more points on us than they did Elon. VT total rushing yards, 225. That's a good one, Grant. I think I, think I may have to take the over here um, just based on getting a lot of guys – a lot of guys carries. Um, I know we did not hit that clip last week. We did hit that over against Old Dominion, but um, I'm going to take the over there. Turnovers forced two and a half. Really hoping for three, whether it's turnovers or offensive touchdowns, special teams touchdowns. I think we'll get to see a lot of that here against Wofford, uh, especially if our defensive line plays as effectively as they did uh, last week. Actually, our entire defense. All right, now we're going to roll in and close out with our letters from the lunch pail brought to you by our friends at Alumni Hall in Blacksburg, Virginia at First and Main. Use Suns VT at checkout on alumnihall.com for 15% off your order or go into the store and let them know that the Suns sent you for 15% off of your order at Alumni Hall. You can get Peter Millar, you can get Johnny O. You can get Cutter and Buck if you're looking for polos. If you're not looking for polos, if you want to get a sweet panoramic video, or not video, video. If you want to get a panoramic picture of Lane Stadium on your wall for your man cave or your woman cave, go ahead to Alumni Hall and grab one. They have, they have, they got everything down there. I got to tell you, it's, uh, it's an immaculate selection of Hokie merchandise. Head on down there to our friends at Alumni Hall. We had Justin Mutz. Do a video there today that we're going to be posting out on social media here this week. Um, and he was previewing the item of the week. So uh, get get hyped for that. Go check out our item of the week. I know it's coming out on our newsletter as well. So go to alumnihall.com to learn more about taking advantage of this Sunday Saturday offer. Two questions. Steve Bryce says, for us to feel good going forward about this offense – Finally reaching at least average productivity heading into West Virginia and UNC. What does the offensive stats need to look like by the end of the third quarter against Wofford? Okay, so by the end of the third quarter, we need to have at least 35 points on the scoreboard. Uh, We need to have at least two passing touchdowns. We need to have at least two rushing touchdowns. I think we need to have at least 350 yards of total offense by the end of the third quarter against Wofford. Um, Now, 
that's for us to feel good going forward about the offense. Now, I don't think putting up video game numbers against Wofford is really going to move the needle. I think it can instill some confidence in our guys. Um, I think we could probably see some see some wrinkles that we haven't seen yet. I don't know if I'm going to feel good about our offense until we're able to move the ball on a on a defense that you know is better than Wofford or is better than Boston College or is you know better than Old Dominion. And the offense has a lot of work to do, and they know that. Um, but I think a lot of that has to do with having a fully healthy offense as well, which we haven't had yet. Um, you know, honestly, Steve, I think if Daywan Lofton can contribute and we can use him and see him as the playmaker that we know uh, he is capable of being and that the coaching staff knows that he's capable of being. I think that's going to be a really good thing. Um, You know, I want to see a guy like Christian Moss get some burn out there as well. Uh, I heard a lot of good things about Christian Moss uh, last year in camp before last season started. And, uh, you know, we didn't get to see much of him last year. So, I think it's hard to it's hard to feel good when we're putting up, you know, big time video game numbers against Wofford, but um, you know, I, I think if we have those numbers heading into the fourth quarter, you know, won't feel bad about it. Sam Stromberg, the offense has looked pretty conservative. Does Tyler Bowen let it loose this week? Maybe with some deep shots downfield, trick plays, runs to the edges, etc. Billy Ray mentioned this on the Boston College post-game podcast. I think we need to see a little bit more uh, east-west running. And even though I know that's not something that people want to hear after a lot of you know jet sweeps and end-arounds and stuff like that, um, it was countless. It felt like countless times against Boston College that, um, and even ODU, that there was just running, running plays designed straight up the gut every single time. Um, you know, you think of Jalen Holston's fourth and one where you just got stuffed. You think of the, it seems like at least one time a quarter where Grant Wells is dropping back and then, oh, it's a QB draw and he gains two or three yards. And, you know, he, he's not, he's just going straight up the gut and not, not, not moving to the outside. Um, you know, running to the outside, maybe a pitch play to the outside, like something to, to get our guys loose around the edge would be encouraging. I don't know if Coach Bowen's going to call it up, but um, I think every Hokie fan would like to see it. And, um, you know, if we could stretch the field a little bit as well, I think a lot of people are going to get excited about that. But that's all we have for this week. Uh, appreciate you all for jumping in, listening to our fun Wofford preview with some Wofford football alums here. And uh, we'll be excited to to a, do a post game of the Wofford game next week. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, even TikTok at Sons of Sat VT. Like us on Facebook. Like us on YouTube. We're really making a push for more YouTube content out there. And most importantly, subscribe to our newsletter. Go to sonsofsaturday.com slash VT. Scroll down to the bottom. You'll see Sons of Subscribery where you can enter in your email and subscribe to our newsletter. We are giving away free West Virginia tickets to folks who subscribe to our newsletter. So subscribe to the newsletter. That will enter you into a raffle to win free West Virginia tickets. We're going to do this for Miami game too. So if you are, if you are in 
the newsletter, if your name is in that database, your odds of getting selected are a lot higher than folks who have not entered their name into our newsletter database. So check that out. Uh, but again, thanks for tuning in and we will see y'all after the Wofford game. To wander, tripping in the sand We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand But I saw you dance like you want to in my head And all that she said is All I know is what you're thinking Take a hit, it started to drag me in